This is the Thrive Podcast with Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. And now, Pastor Fred Jeff Smith. Hi, welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm very happy that you chose to either view on YouTube or listen on iTunes and Spotify to this week's interview. Uh, We always want to hear from you. We want to know how we're doing, whether or not you're enjoying what we present. You can write me at fredjeffsmith at cox.net, fredjeffsmith.com at cox.net. Just let us know how we're doing. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm very happy today to welcome uh, here to the Thrive Podcast, Ms. Kalisha Brown, uh, Ms. Kalisha Brown Boudreaux, uh, who is a singing artist and an entrepreneur. And uh, she has an interesting story that she's going to share with us about what it means to be a black entrepreneur uh, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you for coming and sharing with us today. And thank you for having me. Tell us about how you got started in this. So that's singing? Or yes. The... <laughs> well, let, let's start with the singing and then move to the entrepreneurship because it's right. one thing to be a performer. It's another thing to run the business. Exactly. Yes, that's very true. So as far as the singing, um, it started off when I was a little girl. Basically, um, I was born with it. It wasn't, um, it was pretty much anything everything that I wanted to do it was the only thing that I wanted to do okay. I didn't it was nothing else that I could have imagined myself doing I just loved music I loved to sing I liked to write and just you know as the years went by and just I guess you know perfecting the talent and doing things like that um, kind of guess here where I am now <laughs> so I asked you this before we got started Typically, when you hear someone say that this is what they wanted to do, uh, they're met with some kind of resistance from the significant people in their lives. Uh, You're you're picking a hard uh, career path. You're going to run into roadblocks, obstacles. Maybe you want to do it as a hobby. Maybe you want to do this and then fall have as a fallback in case this doesn't work. None of that happened to you. Mm -mm. No. Like whenever you was asking me that, whenever um, I would have, you know, people, not not I wouldn't say as a sense of just you know being haters or things like that, just mm-hmm. people that were genuinely concerned or right. you know looking out for me, and especially just as a, when I was younger, and would always you know I want to be a singer, you know, to to most people hearing that, it just sounds like you know you're saying I want to be a cheerleader when I grow up or I want to be a you know astronaut mm-hmm. it wasn't really taken that seriously when I was younger but they were always like well yeah well what is it you really want to do <laughs> <laughs> I just told you yeah yeah <laughs> and it went on like that for a minute I mean whenever I was in school you know we'll have like those um, like projects and things about where you see yourself when you're older and it was always music for me. Like that was right. always my that was always my vision board or whatever I presented in school. And um, you know, my friends just like, um, you know, what in case you know in case that doesn't work or you know even family like in case that doesn't work, you know, what are you gonna do then? I'm like, that's not an option. Right. <laughs> it right. was never an option for me. And so, um, yeah. Um, so. I, I, I 
pick up on the stories, the biographies of a lot of comedians, uh, Chris Rock uh, and, and other comedians, Dave Chappelle, and they talk about 12, 13, 14 years old, sneaking into comedy clubs uh, and and doing routines in order to get the experience and the exposure and what have you. Are you one of those people who snuck out of the window at night and went and sang at parties and clubs and things of that sort? I wish. (laughs) First of all, I didn't even have that freedom ability to even try to do something like that. My parents would not have that. But I'm sure if I could have, I mean, I probably would have. I mean, okay. that sounds like something that would have been, you know, fun to do, but I didn't. So when was the first time that you sang and got paid for it? Oh, let's see. A party, a debutante, ball, a wedding? I want to say it was, was it? a wedding. Okay. I want to say it was a wedding. Because once I bypassed just singing in church and things like that, like doing solo events, I don't think I really got paid for that. But mm-hmm. as far as like a true, yeah, like... I would say a wedding. Um, and you enjoyed the experience? Yes. Oh, yeah. I I love performing. Okay. <laughs> I always enjoyed it. And um, that was pretty much all I, majority of what I knew regarding singing. Of course, I knew about all the, you know, aspects of, like, studio recording and, you know, touring just based on what I hear from other singers on TV mm-hmm. and, you know, their, you know, on, you know, their interviews and stuff like that. But it, it was always just mainly performing because that's pretty much all I knew and that was pretty much the only thing I had access to at, at the time growing okay. up and stuff like that. Okay. So when did you decide that you wanted to move from just performing to producing and having your own music studio, which you now own. You have your own label and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did you make that decision? Because that's entrepreneurship. <laughs> and, and, and you're a 32-year-old young African-American woman in a mid-sized city like Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, how how did you make that leap from being a performer to being someone who was behind the scenes? So, it it was a it wasn't a tough decision or anything like that. It was just <laughs> I want to say I, I just I just randomly decided it. The the reasonings behind it or the lead ups to what you know inspired me to just go ahead and finally do it. It's just going through all the, going through so many years of depending on people that didn't, you know, depending on people that um, became inconsistent Mm -hmm. and just, you know, not dependable and, you know, incompetent. And quite frankly, it was just starting to get on my nerves, <laughs> and because you know I, I, I like to do things a certain way, and I and I expect that to be done like that, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to kind of to get people you know on your level, on your, oh what do you call that? Like have that mindset, have that same grinding mindset as you, and so whenever I thought I would have you know a connection with something or. Um, you know, a shot with you know with someone or something, and it would just, for the most part, always fall through. Mm-hmm. It would, it would just, it would just always be a mess, and it would never, 
And so I'm like, oh, if I could just do it myself. <laughs> like, all they had. I, I like, heard a tone when you said that. Yeah. yeah it, it's going to be a tone. Because, yeah. I mean, that was pretty much the situation. I'm mm-hmm. like, I could just do this myself. I mean, why, why am I paying people to do it and they're not doing it right or they're not doing it the way I want? And, and it wasn't even just, just for the fact that, like, maybe they just weren't doing it right. Um, in a bad way, you know, just everybody has their own creative way of things and, you know, just because they may think it may be better this way and, and I don't, it doesn't make it bad. It's just that wasn't me. That wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I just up and decided randomly, I said, you know what? Why don't I just start my own studio and why don't I just start my own label and sign myself instead of looking for somebody wow. to sign me? <laughs> um, Did you have difficulty raising the capital in order to do that or or what? How, how did that process work? When, when you start your own label, my assumption is that you have to have a certain degree of capital in order to do that. Am I wrong on that? Uh, in a sense. Okay. But, um, well, in a sense of... Um, not not your Jerome. Okay. Um, but you, you definitely gotta know what you're doing. Right. And, and you know know how to get all the all the um, you know things in line to you know get started and then just do it. Now, whenever I had the idea, I was um, I kind of I was like, I hope I'm not in over my head, but mm-hmm. I think I know exactly you know what to do. And I remember having a list, and I was like, okay, I believe I have to do this. I believe I'd have to do that. I believe I have to do this, and I believe. And so I was, but, but I was just pretty sure. I'm like, I know I'm missing something. <laughs> that's gonna be like the the one thing that's gonna be hard to get done. Mm-hmm. But then when I started looking it up and started researching and you know started getting it all together to make moves. I pretty much had it all in line. <laughs> I, I pretty much had it. I pretty much had everything that I knew that already needed to be done, done. So I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I did what I had to do, you know, made some calls, met up with some people, had meetings, and and pretty much They invested it. in your dream. Well, I invested. <laughs> you invested. I, just, See, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to, what, what, what I don't have a clear picture of is where did the capital come from? Was it your parents? Did you get out and get a personal loan? Did you get investors? Did you, uh, uh, because I know what it costs to have sound equipment for this church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and right now. Uh, our producer, Terrence Turner, is waiting on us to buy some things that we haven't purchased yet <laughs> to assist with the production that we do in the church. And I know how much that stuff costs just for here. If you have a professional recording studio, first of all, you have to have a facility. Then you have to have the sound equipment. Then you have to have the computers. And then you have to pay the technicians. That's a lot of capital. And, and so I okay. guess what I'm trying to figure out is... How were you able to generate that capital to start your own label? Okay, so as far as that, okay, so that's a little different than the label. So, okay, I got you now. As far as the studio, I saved up my money and got it. And paid for it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's tremendous <laughs> discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
um, for the most part, I already had like, um, no, I already had a computer and stuff like that. I'm, I'm very, I'm very tech savvy. Okay. Um, believe it or not. <laughs> and all I need, you know, pretty much all I needed was, you know, things like, you know, like the microphone and then, you know, like the preamp and just pretty much anything that you, like if any engineer would be listening or watching this right now, mm -hmm. they knows all what <laughs> goes into right. you know, getting it. That was nothing. I just, I just paid for it and got it and set it up and started. That's incredible <laughs> that, that you had the kind of discipline to decide that this is what you were going to invest in and that you had enough belief in yourself and in your own talent that you would be willing to invest in yourself. Who inspired you as a singer? Who, who, is, is there anyone that particularly inspires you uh, when you perform? Or mm -hmm. do you have what you consider to be your own unique uh, uh, genre of music? A little bit of both, but as, as I was growing up, you know, watching several, you know, different artists and different singers, I always have like my top five. Of course, you know, I, I have a ton of inspirations. I mean, we'll probably be here all day if mm -hmm. I name all of them. But um, the majority of the um, the singers that I admired the most was, you know, of course, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Mariah Carey, um, uh, Patti LaBelle, like those power, those major powerhouse singers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I looked up to them. I wanted to be able to sing like that, you know, be able to just blow and belt and, you know, give people chills. Right. Right. <laughs> even me. Well, even me. Um, I, I love, I, you know, I liked everything about their persona, their presence on stage. I mean, I just admired that about them. So that definitely, uh, you know, their style, their range. Um, I knew I could do that, you know, if I just, you know, practiced enough. But it was already there anyway. I just had, you know, perfect it and, you know, make sure that I was doing it correctly to make sure I didn't, you know, blow my vocal cords out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, so as far as them, that. And then as I got older, of course, and, you know, of course, you know, you're not trying to really sound just like them because, I mean, I can't always sing like how Whitney Houston goes up and sing. I can't always sing like how Mariah Carey goes up and sing and, you know, so and so and forth. I had to, of course, learn how to develop my own sound right. and what was more comfortable for me and for my range, and that just came with practice and skill mm -hmm. and um, uh, just, um, but it, it's also a gift, too. You have to also, you know, be able to, you know, um, it has to be with inside because a lot of people, they'll, they have I have so many people come up to me and they'll say, can you teach me how to sing? <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm a singer. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not a professional teacher like that. I would love to, but, uh, you know, that's not, that it's, it has to be something that, you know, you have to sort of have a gift for. I mean, of course it can be taught. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But in my you know in my experience you know it was just a gift i can't tell someone how high they can go or you know what mm -hmm. limit that they can reach but um but yeah just going but going back to yeah the original question um it was a little bit of both it was i had you know my 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 handful of you know these artists and then that i just it was just like a mold like a gumbo mold of all of those people to make me me <laughs> with my sound is your sound natural, or were you professionally trained to sing? Uh, and, and I know professional training doesn't keep it from being natural, right. but I wanted to know, 
you know, some people learned how to sing just by singing. Some people went and took voice lessons for years. Right. From what I understand, Mariah Carey has an operatic range of, of four or five, six octaves. I don't want to exaggerate it. Right. But she has a huge range. Right. But she was professionally trained for that. Did you go through professional training or did you go a different route? Nope, I, uh, not not really. I didn't have you know. Um, I didn't I didn't go to I didn't take voice lessons. I didn't really have anything like that. Now I would say, um, I think I'm, I think I was like nine, and my mom uh, put me in um, this uh, in LSU uh, voice school for the summer. It was like an extracurriculum thing. Um, I honestly didn't really take it seriously <laughs> because I was still trying to like sing the way I wanted to sing. Right. I almost think the teacher kind of got a little frustrated with me, but it was still a good experience because, you know, they more than like I think I don't know if they still do it like that now, but that teacher particularly was an opera singer, mm-hmm. and so she was able to kind of teach me how to control um, in in the opera genre which wasn't really anything I was interested in at that time but it did help a little bit you know in order you know to be able to explore or or perfect um control you know in in your in your voice and your tone and you know like I guess there is a thing discipline when performing because I mean sometimes you can fly all over the place and it don't sound good (laughs) so you have to learn how to you know keep you know a steady sound and you know just you know keep it nice and but for the most part, yeah, it, it was it, it is natural, um, because that's that's all that's all I know. That's all I know is you know me, because I pretty much kind of taught myself sure. how to sing. Sure. You know. Do you prefer uh, singing in the studio, or do you prefer live performances? That's a good question. Um, man. I honestly would say I like both of them for their own reasons because I don't know. See, live, I, I I'm, I'm really I'm a perfectionist. Like any with anything in the studio and in life, I'm I'm a perfectionist. Um, hardcore people make fun of me for it, but oh well. Um, <laughs> um, in the studio, I can kind of nitpick and micromanage what I don't like Mm -hmm. and you know take it out and redo it and redo it till it's perfect live you know I still have that mentality but it's not going to always work out the way I thought it was going to come out Mm because you know my voice can you know be a little tricky sometimes and it'll you know it'll do it it's own little thing and you know I might try to you know hit something and it may not work out and I can't take that out they heard it now right right <laughs> but as far as um like being able to engage with people and perform and that sort of thing seeing how people respond to it right then and there you know that's 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 um probably that's probably one of the one of the most favorites out of maybe either two so it it might be more of live but I mean I also love studio recording too because it's you know it's intimate you know I'm pretty much you know, I don't have any like I don't feel under pressure you know things like that um so I don't know I I, I can't even really fully feel like I can answer that question correctly between the two because I I like them both I love them both for their own reasons pretty much what I just said <laughs> when you're singing 
it's more than just hitting notes and reciting words. Right. Uh, you're trying to convey a feeling. You're trying to set a mood. You're trying to set a tone. One of the things that I find that distinguishes professional singers like yourself from people who sing and sing well but are not professional singers is in the ability to interpret the song. And, right. and sometimes it calls for modulation. Sometimes it calls for uh, a quiet tone. Sometimes it calls for a more uh, uh, boisterous tone. But it, it's all a part of interpreting what the song is saying. Uh, when you connect with an audience, are they aware of the fact that you're doing more than just singing a song, but that you're actually interpreting a song to them? I hope so. I hope so. Can you tell from the stage when you are and when you're not? It depends on the audience <laughs> a lot of times. Um, it just depends on what the mood is or what the vibe is of that actual show. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's, you know, you know, just the way you want it and it's smooth and, you know, everybody's into it. Yes. Yes. And that makes me feel good. And that, you know, that's inspirational for me because, you know, you'll have, you'll have, they're like your cheerleaders in the audience and you can tell that they are enjoying it. And, um, I don't know. It just, and it helps me, gives me, you know, a lot more confidence too, you know, cause sometimes I may be performing something that I'm not, um, you know, I may not feel like I learned all the words, but I still just go up there and, you know, put my put my heart and soul on it. My heart and soul is on that stage, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pretty sure that they can see that. That's because good. you know I'll have people come to me afterwards, and I've I've, I've even had people come crying <laughs> to me after I performed. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like oh my God, it's, you know, it, it was so beautiful, and and that's that's the main. That's almost the the best result right. out of anything I do, is that it you know touches somebody else. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what what what's a typical week like for you? Do, do you perform in a particular place on a regular basis, or do you perform in different places uh, throughout a week? Right now, it's different places. Um, I've had. Um, a couple of residencies a while back ago, a few months ago, but you know. The music show business is so progressive and always mm-hmm. changing and, you know, doing its own thing. And so as as places, I guess, you know, maybe close down or, you know, move, those events kind of go along with it. And so, you know, just look for other events and things. But as far as my, yeah, my schedule, it's kind of random now. You know, it's, if I get a call to go sing somewhere, if I, you know, get an email or someone, you know, wants me to perform, mm-hmm. I'll go. But it, ha- it's, it hasn't been any, like, just particular place often, just or back-to-back or every weekend or every week or something like that. So with your own label, are you responsible for recruiting talent uh, and signing them to your label, or how, how does that work? Yep. <laughs> so when you go looking for talent, scouting, I think that's the right word for it, scouting for talent, what is it that you're looking for? What What is it that... A person your age, you're, you're, you're a young woman. What, what is it that young people are looking for uh, with regard to musical 
gifts and talents these days? So as far as that's concerned, um, I kind of already have who I have in mind whenever I do start that, uh, that process, and I'm actually very excited about that. Um, first, I want to just I want to get my stuff kind of you know squared away and mm-hmm. done because I you know I just want to have my focus on one thing at a time. So I have to get my album out, and then that's when I'll start with the with other artists. Now, as far as other artists, I already have kind of you know who who I believe who I want, who I would want to be included, who I want to represent, you know, the label, Ocean Art Music. What I'm looking for, of course, you got to be able to be talented. Right. That, that's, that's a no-brainer anyway, that, so that's not going to even be a problem. Anybody who I'm probably interested in, more than likely, they are extremely talented. But they have to be, they have to have the same drive and determination as me almost just as much if not maybe more <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um you have to want you have to be able to just want it I, I want somebody to feel just like how i feel about music to where it's you wake you wake up thinking about it you go to sleep thinking about it you breathe it you eat it i mean it's music is pretty much your life and and not to make it sound like uh, something hard or like boot campy, like you need to da da da. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to come off across like that, but I just want I want to you to be sure that you're serious. Tell me about the music industry, locally, nationally, internationally. You're a young woman starting your own label, or you have your own label. Is this something? That, is this a male-dominated industry, or are females welcome in this industry? <laughs> well, I'm, tra- I'm, tra- I'm trying to gauge how difficult it is for you to to carve out your own niche in in this industry. If we're not welcome, we're gonna make ourselves welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I am. <laughs> but 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 do, but do you face? Resistance uh, uh, in, in what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. And it's based on what? Is it based on your your age? Is it based upon your sex? Is mm-hmm. it based upon the fact that uh, you're young? Uh, mm-hmm. what, well, All age that. and young is the same thing. But yeah. but but <laughs> it, is it based on on those things, or is it based on on simply the fact that? Uh, uh, the music industry you know you hear stories about the music industry being a kind of a rough cut industry and 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 so uh how do you play in that arena yeah um i do it is a hard time sometimes based on all those things you just named you know you know um i don't look you know, people say I don't look my age anyway, so immediately they'll just assume that I'm like, <laughs> you know, like this, you know, young child, like, girl, what you doing? <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. at, and then as a woman, yes, it, it, I find it is a little hard for um, women artists to be taken seriously mm-hmm. because just like any other business, you know, where, you know, where, it would be more accepting for the man to be the boss. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is what it is. It, it doesn't bother me. I just still keep doing my thing and, you know, finding my niche in there. I'm going, I'm going to force my way up in there. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, if who, you know, is 
even if I run across someone that will just bluntly tell me, you have no idea what you're doing, you shouldn't even be doing this. Okay, yeah. And I'm have gonna, you run I, across that kind of resistance? Not directly. Okay. <laughs> I, I may have sensed it um, with particular people, but I just shrug that off and say, well, that's your problem, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not mine, because I'm mm-hmm. still doing my thing just like you're doing your thing. Your bio says that you're from Baton Rouge slash Baker. And I asked you when I first met you, I said, is it Baton Rouge or Baker? Because they're two different places. Right. Uh, and then you threw in Zachary as well. So you're a North Baton Rouge young lady. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, uh, I was born and raised in Southern Heights uh, yep. in Scotlandville. So I, I have a sense of, of, but the North Baton Rouge and the Baker that you know is very different from the Baker that I grew up with. Baker was a redneck uh, uh, community when I was growing up, and it was not one that was very welcoming to African-American people. Uh, And and Zachary was just considered to be the country. It it was was way up the road. (laughs) So uh, talk about doing the work that you do and still maintaining uh, the grounding that you got from your upbringing. That's a good question. I mean, there's really no skill involved in that. Just, um, just pretty much just doing it. Uh, as far as like, like, go into more detail with the question. Well, you said that you're from the Alson area, and yeah. and 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 Alson has a certain feel to it. It, it, it has a certain uh, uh, vibe to how the people live and how they act and what they expect from those who are residents of that community. Uh, and yet, as a record producer, as a label owner, and as a performer, you probably have to take on different vibes, different personalities, in order to do your job. And I'm asking, how big is the departure? Uh, What what is the the picture of Kalisha on stage versus the Kalisha who was raised in Alsa? Okay, I got you now. Uh, it's, it's no different. <laughs> I'm pretty much me wherever I go. Uh, you know, I know how to tone it down a little bit. You know, I'm not going to be completely just, you know, uh, acting all crazy and cussing and fussing like we was talking about earlier. Right, right. <laughs> Terrence I'm, is know, here I'm, to hit the I'm, button in I'm case going... you say something. <laughs> I, I, I definitely try to just maintain, you know, that, that you know, professionalism. And that's just with anything. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's outside of just where I grew up in. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of where I'm from. I love to tell people I'm from Baker. <laughs> I don't care who uh, makes fun of me about it or has something to say. I, I enjoy it. And so um, whenever I'm, you know, I guess out in the music field or on stage or meeting other people, and, I mean, of course, I've met Buku of different mm-hmm. people from Buku different areas, mm-hmm. and I mean I just I just fall in with them, and it, it, if, if they're you know feeling me as a person and as an artist and vice versa, I mean it kind of just goes hand in hand together. It's, it's I, I um I don't find where things are just so different or just so out of my league or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. I just pretty much just fall in and just be me and stay true to me and 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 it works out. 
I asked you earlier uh, about your upbringing. Were you raised in the church? And you said that you were. Help me understand how your faith plays a part in what it is that you're trying to accomplish now. That's a good question. Um, well, I've gotten three. I That's definitely. a good question. So I, I must be doing okay. Yeah, you are doing a good job. <laughs> um, how my faith applies in what I do. Um, I have I have a pretty a pretty you know decent you know um, belief in you know in my faith. You know, I, I won't go into you know total detail about you know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's nothing super crazy. That's just not you know something that I you know like to just talk about like Mm -hmm. that but um it plays a major part because I can only do so much but I can you know I have to still remain hopeful and just you know kind of just let it let it be because sometimes I will try to be so in control of something that Mm -hmm. I will drive myself crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so sometimes I just have to go to bed at night and say okay let's just you know, let it be okay. You know, let's let it be okay, and it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. I have to just kind of coach myself and stay positive, and you know, um, maintain that inner peace. That's something really important to me. Is you know, keeping and finding, or finding and keeping um, inner peace. You know, that's something that's really important to me <clears throat> because it's so easy to it's so easy to be so negative especially in the music industry i mean Mm -hmm. you're gonna come across a lot of trials and tribulations and sometimes you have to kind of just depend on whatever you believe in to help make that give you that peace of mind that it's going to work out and for the most part it always does (laughs) do you still go to church does online church count? <laughs> yes, it does. In, in this day and time, absolutely it does. Well, then yes. <laughs> okay. Do you still pray? Yes. Okay. I'm asking the question because one of the reasons, or one of the things that I, 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 I'm trying to do through this podcast is learn. And I know that uh, statistics tell us that among people in your generation, there is a general falling away from traditional church. Uh, People are finding other ways to develop their spirituality. They don't feel like they necessarily have to go to a church and experience a a corporate worship experience. And so I'm trying to, you're, you're a young woman, you're a talented woman, you're a businesswoman. I'm trying to see if if church still plays a role in your life, even though you were raised in church, that the fact that you were raised a certain way doesn't mean that you have to continue to live that way. Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm just trying to discern where does church fall in 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 Kalisha's life <laughs> um well I mean if I can catch the broadcast <laughs> every other Sunday I try, you know I try to I try to still include that because it's the, the church that I do watch is a really nice church and it's a really um it's a really really positive church um it's it is a little different than the churches that I grew up in and and that's okay that was just you know what I was raised in and, and brought up on mm-hmm. um, I, I know what you mean about when you were saying how people they, you know they fall away from from that and I wouldn't I'll, I wouldn't want to necessarily say that I have to or I have I just you know may, it may not be as 
um, strict or, you know, enforcing as it was, you know, growing up. And that's okay, too. It's just, you know, as I got older and Mm -hmm. started, you know, developing my own way of, you know, faith and beliefs and, you know, worship and, and things like that, um, that's that's what's you know suited me just fine. I, I still believe in God. <laughs> I, I, I believe in the Lord. I believe in Jesus. You know that's never going away. Okay. But as far as you know, going to church, I mean, it, it's not as often. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I'm not here casting aspersions. I, no, I'm, no, I, I, of I'm course not. Chal- I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to learn because it's it's a reality i've got two sons they're a little younger than you 24 and 22. yeah they ain't particular about coming to church either uh uh my my wife fusses (laughs) at me about letting them stay home but at that age it's their decision it's it's not it's not really something for me to enforce i'm just trying to learn what it is that uh that that young people think about church uh having been raised in church where does faith play its role in what it is that you're trying to accomplish now. So I, 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 mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that I'm 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 attacking because I'm not. not. I'm just trying no, to learn. I didn't get that at all. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't get that at all. But um, yeah, just for you know anybody who was watching and was probably curious themselves, that was you know that was my answer okay. to that question. But for the most part of what all I said, that that's how it applies. You know, I still you know keep keep that faith, keep that inner peace within myself so that you know I can feel good about things and feel good about what I what I be doing and feel good about you know how I'm going to accomplish them because again, you know, you try to us as human beings will try to do it all or feel like you have control over it mm-hmm. and not all the time we do you know sometimes you have to have some faith somewhere right. in hoping that it's going to all work out do you have siblings yes are you where, where, where do you fall in the line i'm the baby you're the baby <laughs> okay uh and, and how many of them are there i um I have two sisters. Um, well, one passed away, and I have a brother, all okay. older than me, about fi- about 14, 15 years older than me. So oh, we, so we so, are in a so, big old gap. so you're way down. Yep, I'm way down. The line. <laughs> Were you spoiled <laughs> since, since you came so much farther down the line from everyone else? Let anyone else answer that. They will probably say yeah, but I didn't get that vibe at all. I didn't okay. get that vibe uh, that I was spoiled per se. Um, maybe very overprotected, <laughs> which that, that's, that's understandable. Great too. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, yeah, that that pretty much answers that question. Like, I don't I don't feel like I was, but anybody around me, like even my husband, he'll say I'm spoiled. <laughs> Do your siblings enjoy what you do? Do do do, do they appreciate the the talent that you have? Definitely. Do yeah. any of them sing? Do any of them perform? Uh, no. Uh, because well, you told me that your parents had mm-hmm. had had, had uh, singing groups, and yeah. your, your dad had a band. I was just wondering if it ran in the family. Um, the, my sister, the one that passed away, she used to kind of like to sing every now and again. But to her, it was kind of a hobby. Mm-hmm. It, she didn't really like go as as far as, as as I you know as I wanted to go. Um, but she was probably like the only one out of me that had anything remote to do with singing. Everybody else, no. <laughs> okay. I have, Shiloh is very fortunate to have several very talented musicians 
uh, who who are part of this church. Mike Foster uh, plays here, and he, of course, is the head of the Mike Foster Project. John Gray is not a part of our staff, but he's a member of our church, and uh, he, he plays with Mike Foster, plus he has his own group. Uh, Wendell Woods, uh, who sings with Fat Hat, he's also a part of our music staff. Uh, I have people who I served at the church that I used to serve, Greater Mount Carmel Baptist Church, who have formed their own uh, band. Clinton Pullen and Timothy West and uh, Branton Moncrief, they formed a group called Bucket List. I don't know. Uh, so I said all that to say there seems to be a very vibrant local music uh, seen here in Baton Rouge, mm -hmm. uh, young, talented, gifted black people who enjoy performing. In your estimation, where is music going in the Baton Rouge area? You live here, you said you're, you're proud to be from here. Where is music going in, in, in the Baton Rouge community? Is it, it, does it have a bright future? Yes, it, we are expanding. And even more so lately now. Now I'm not sure that's just because maybe I've become more aware of it. You know, as I've gotten older and just been more involved mm -hmm. in doing things and you know, this and that and the other. But I really, I really do believe it, it's been very progressive. And anybody will, t any one of those people, I know for sure, uh, someone that's in the Mike, Michael Foster um, project. The, he says that himself. He's like, it's so good to see Baton Rouge artists mm -hmm. out here doing their thing here in Baton Rouge because, you know, um, growing up and, you know, telling people what I wanted to do and or, or if anybody ever heard me sing or when people would hear me sing, it's always, you got to get out of Baton Rouge. Yo, you got to get out of Baton Rouge. And I mean, I understood, I mean, I understand where they're going with that. And people will still tell me that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. This is my, this is my hometown. This is the place I was raised. This is, I'm, I'm representing Baton Rouge here. Um, ain't nothing wrong with going to, you know, New York City or California or where, um, uh, I hear Tennessee Or even down to New Orleans. Up. Yeah, New Orleans. Tennessee, I hear they're coming up really well in the music business or in the music industry. Um, it, it's really nice. It's really nice to see Baton Rouge come come the way it's come in the music field. Mm -hmm. And I and I am very hopeful for it. And I wouldn't even say hopeful. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see just how far we can get and go. You know, because whenever you hear somebody who's remotely from Louisiana make you big, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome. Great. You're putting the finishing touches on your first uh, studio album. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you plan to go from there? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Let's see. Um, Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's really not as far away as you might think. It's Trust really not. me, it comes Look, quickly. It, it really is not. Yes. <laughs> but just imagine myself at that age. Hmm. As far as whenever that album is completed, I know everybody's going to be, after they watch it, like, yeah, so when is it? When is it? <laughs> <laughs> I hate we even talking about it. Um, <laughs> 
it's it's a work in progress mm -hmm. and i don't really want to honestly really reveal because i'm more of a um pop up on you kind of person okay. with, with the type of stuff that i do and you know with things that i work on and you know release and throw out there but it's definitely it's definitely gonna be something really nice to look forward to you know for the people that you know follow me and pay attention to me and you know fans as you call it um the we we got we got some stuff planned we got some really nice stuff planned now as far as 10 years from now i can't tell you <laughs> we just gonna have to wait and see okay probably because i mean it's, it's easy for me to i mean of course i have things that i'm gonna work work towards for but it is one day at a time to be honest with you mm -hmm. um i don't want to like, put too much you know out there what i'm trying to have accomplished and stuff because it may you know it may just not happen at that time you know i, I still feel like there's some things that i've that should have been done by now but i mean that's fine mm -hmm. <laughs> you know we just keep doing it and by the time i reach 10 years from now um hopefully i've, I've definitely had set have set some type of legit stone in with my work let me ask you this are you purely a singer or are you an entertainer and by that i mean Historically, we've had singers who have entered into other forms of artistic uh, endeavor, uh, singers who want to act and uh, singers who want to do uh, other artistic things, singers who want to paint, things of that sort. Are, are you purely a singer or do you have some fire inside you that says that one day I might want to act or one day I might want to do this or that or the other? I have acted. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been on uh, Terrence's uh, comedy sketch show a few years back. Excellent. I'm going to have to go back and though. check it out. Right, yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I've, uh, I used to really have, like, this thing whenever I was little. Like, I want to be a singer. I was always singing. I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. But then as I used to watch, like, people like Whitney Houston right. and stuff like that, and she was doing acting, I thought that was really cool. But majority of the time, whenever she was acting, it was always involving singing, too. Mm -hmm. It was usually with her being a singer or some type of... Her her music was somehow in the, in the movies somehow. So whenever I did... Um, get into acting because I was in the drama club when I was in high school okay. but it was always a musical mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean it went hand in hand it was still you know acting but um, as far as like just completely I guess temporarily abandoning music just for acting no not really or as far as anything else no not really not other than nothing other than writing songs and producing you know if you consider that but um majority of all of my aspirations have been music involved how long does it take you to write a song typically <laughs> mm. It depends, but usually not long. I can do write you do both song. words and music, or do you just do the words? I just do the words for okay. the, uh, for right now. I am. So you write them with a partner who provides the music. Right, right, okay. right. They 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 have the music already, and then I just kind of just you know feel the vibe of it, and and I'll I'll write a song in a minute. The the record that I released, how many times? That song wasn't even supposed to be on the album. I added it in last minute. 
And because uh, I mean, you know, who, who gonna tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, no one. Because <laughs> I mean, I already had the layout of the album done and ready, mm-hmm. but I heard that 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 beat, and it, it was just really nice. And so I just started randomly writing to it before before I knew it, the song was written. And I think I might have done that within an hour or two. I mean, it was a it was pretty easy. Um, the song. Any other of my songs, it, it doesn't really take me that long, I mean, unless I just have complete writer's block, and that's usually just because I maybe just be stressed or whatever. But for the most part, it doesn't take me long. Okay. I enjoy it. It's, it's like it's like writing a story, mm-hmm. you know, just writing like a, a fictional story. Because majority of the time, my songs are just, you know, it's not always related to me directly. It's just, you know, something that I'm, you know... Um, just like whenever someone writes a book, you know, an author writes a book, you know, and it's not about them, it's just it's a fiction. I kind of associate it that way and just how would how would I feel if I was in this situation or something like mm-hmm. that. And um and that 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 helps progress along before I know it a song is done. I'm ready to record it and do 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 all that fun stuff. Well, that's excellent. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and share with us Thank today. You. Uh I, I find you a very vivacious and very positive young lady, and uh, I would hope that uh, when you find the time, and, and, and it doesn't have to be <laughs> online, although we do provide online worship, uh, that you might pop by and, and share with us in the worship experience. I, uh, would, I would like that. Thank I, I have it on good authority that you have a powerful voice, and I would like to experience it firsthand sometime. Well, thank you. You will. <laughs> if I wanted to come and hear you sing, uh, where, where, where would I go to hear you sing here in town? Because mm, so, that goes back to the question that we asked about if I'm anywhere current. But it's usually random. Now, if you're like, I can call you whenever I have a next show. <laughs> call, call Terrence and let him know. And, and, and he'll be sure to let me know. All right, good. Okay. That'll work. All right. Thank you for taking the time, Ms. Boudreaux. Thank you. Mrs. Boudreaux. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to come and share with us. Thank, Thank you for listening. Thank you for viewing. We'll be back again next time.